0: The scripture readings that we heard this morning take us on their own kind of journey. A journey from the very earthly way that Jesus was born, with all of uh, the, the imagery that we remember from year to year. The baby born in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes, the angels announcing this birth, and the shepherds running to meet this child. But we also get this other picture on Christmas Day, this picture from John's Gospel, the beginning of John's Gospel, a picture that echoes the creation, uh, a picture that echoes when everything was first brought into being. And one of the things that I think is important for us to remember because we can sometimes conflate things or or let things run together, but God created both darkness and light. If you remember back to the creation story in Genesis, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the land until God created light. Sometimes we can take that uh, and, 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 like I said, try to conflate it into being something that it's not, that somehow the dark is opposite of God or apart from God, but yet God created both darkness and light. What we hear from John's Gospel is very cosmic in nature, it's very much bringing us into a view of what God has been doing as God creates. We're told of Jesus, the Word. The Word that was with God, the Word that was God. The Word that was there from the very beginning, the Word that brought all things into being. And this Word also brings forth the light brings forth the light of Christ into our world. And so we find these familiar verses, these familiar words that we've heard, like that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Now I've been thinking about this a lot because um, I grew up in a place where there there wasn't light pollution. And so if the power went out, it was dark. And it was really dark. And even if the power was on, you didn't have to walk very far, and it got very dark, very quickly. I've told you the story of when I lived at Holden Village and the power had gone out, and how uh, me and another man hiked up the mountain to clear out the diversion dam to turn the power back on, its hydroelectric power, and to get the water flowing again and to walk away from the village in darkness, but to see the lights of the village back on after we had done our work. Just a little bit of light in a very dark valley. Even as we see images of space, what we realize is that if you get out of the Earth's atmosphere, it gets dark. That this light that we have on Earth is is because of how the earth was created. But the darkness is always there as well. As I said, if you've ever walked around in the darkness, it's not that you overcome the darkness with a flashlight or a headlamp, but you just create a little space in the darkness to see the light that is there. As Christians, we talk about Jesus being that light, but I think the light that Jesus brings is a little more overwhelming than the light of a flashlight or a simple light on the porch. We are told that the true light, which enlightens everyone, came into the world. This light was in the world, and the world came into being through that light, but the light But the world did not know that light. He came to his own and his own did not accept him. Now, one of the things I think we should remember, and you see this most often in a small child, When a small child knows that they have done wrong, what do they often do? They go and hide. They don't want mom and dad to see whatever it is they've been up to. You see, as I think about darkness and light, I think sometimes that we too are like that little child who wants to hide the darkness within us, hide it from God, not let God drive it out of our being. And in fact, we say this. We say this as uh, we understand ourselves. We say we're both simultaneously saint and sinner, acknowledging the fact that that darkness is in us, but also acknowledging the fact that the light of Christ is always there as well. so the power of these words come from Jesus' claim on each one of us. The power of these words are made known when we are baptized as God's beloved children. The power of these words are made known when we come to the table and we receive Christ's body and blood. The power of these words become, become known when we hear that the word became flesh and lived among us. We've seen his glory, the glory is the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Probably 20 years ago, I don't know, I don't know how many years ago, probably 20. And when it's 30, I'll apologize, but I'll say it's 20 there was a song. And it was a popular song on the radio. And the words went something like this. What if God were one of us, just a slob like one of us, just a stranger on the bus, trying to make his way home. And that song has always, it always strikes me in a strange way um, because God did become flesh. God did come among us. God took on our humanity so that our humanity could be redeemed. God took on flesh so that flesh could be redeemed through him. But it's not nearly as grim as the song would make it out to be. Because in God in Christ Jesus, in the light of this world, we find our home. We find our home, we're not lost. We're not looking for another place. We're simply at home in the light of Christ. And so on this Christmas day, We give thanks to God for the Word made flesh, the Word dwelling among us, the light that has come into the world, that light that shines into our darkness, the light that brings forth life, the life that we have in Christ Jesus. Gracious God, you come from heaven above into the midst of our world. Fill our hearts with the joy of the angels at your birth. You come from heaven above to the lowliest of human conditions. Watch over those in need, the sick, the hungry, the grieving. You come from heaven above to walk the way of the cross. Guide us to follow your path of forgiveness, mercy, and peace. You come from heaven above to become flesh and live among us. May May we see your glory full of grace and truth.